Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome everybody to me time. Welcome everybody to 2024. I cannot believe it's 2024 and I really can at the same time. (laughs) If you hear any weird little mouth noises, it's Linus, my new pup, licking my face during this podcast because he is in my lap. I hope everyone had a really lovely holiday and I wanted, it's funny, I was going to do this episode to finish out 2023, but I decided instead to do it as the first episode of 24 because this is the kind of energy I want to bring into like 2024. There's just been a lot of magic and a lot of really neat signs and cool stuff that's been happening. And so I was like, you know what? It was a nice way to end the year, but I also, let's just go into 2024 with all the sort of hope and magic and goodness, new life, new year that we can. Yes. Hello. That's Linus now licking the microphone. Hello. I think he thinks that I'm talking to him because most of the time I am. Does anybody else do that? Does anybody else just like walk around their house and talk? (laughs) Okay, I'm getting lots of kisses. Talk to their dog just like as if they're just responding. I mean, I do think they they respond in, in their way. And I also think they listen. You can tell by their expression. But anyway, I definitely do that. And okay, so I shared on Instagram, which I don't know if people are the listeners are all on there, but I had a really special thing happen over the holiday. First off, I went home to Kentucky for a few days leading up to Christmas, and I had such a nice time. It was the first, I had a little extra time this time. I feel like I usually, it's usually really quick. There's just a lot going on, or I have to get somewhere, or I'm on my way to a job or something. I don't know. So this was like really, it was nice. There were like some old traditions, went to see the Nutcracker with my mom, made cookies, made some food. I'm going to go back to the beginning. Right before I left for the trip, and over the last like month or two, I've been really feeling, so if you've been listening to this podcast, I have talked a lot about pet grief and or just grief in general. I don't even want to make it specific to pet because grief is grief. But I, ever since Peanut died in 2020, the end of 2021, it's taken me a minute. This one really took it out of me. I've lost animals before. And I don't know if there was just a little bit more peace. It didn't really change the grief or the pain, but there was some peace in that Tristan, my bulldog was 13. Franck was 11. Franck was 12. Just long lives for these bully breeds that shouldn't live very long. So in a way, I felt so grateful that I got so much time. Where with Peanut, it was this sort of abrupt, traumatic ending. And it's just taken, it's taken me a while. And so rather than getting into all the grief, over the last couple of months, I have really felt ready. And I've just said like to whoever, the universe, I'm open And my heart is open and I've been talking to Peanut a lot. And I believe that, I believe that 
and talking to and keeping a spirit, that spirit present and alive. It's just something I do. And I think a lot of people do in having conversations even with a being that has passed or something like that. So I've been talking to Peanut a lot. I've been feeling her a lot. And I said like, all right, send the next one my way when I'm ready and when this next soul is also ready and looking for me and I'm gonna be looking for that little being as well. And then timing, so I've I met a few and timing wise and life-wise just it didn't sync up. Those dogs got adopted. It was so lovely there where they're supposed to be. It's all good. And then I was like laying in bed one night and I saw, so a purposeful rescue is a rescue here in Los Angeles uh, run by Hillary Rosen, who works with a lot of the, the animals that get overlooked, seniors, and then also like medical dogs that have medical needs that are in the shelter. So she'll scoop up the ones that kind of go last, you know, she's amazing. And even when I was married, we even, so he still has that pup, but we adopted a dog from her as well. So she's just, a she's a good one and a real one. And so I follow her on Instagram and I was just scrolling through one night and I saw this little video of this little dog named Flannel. And I said out loud, that's my dog. I don't know why, to no one, by the way. And I, it was interesting because I was just about to leave town, but I knew I was, it was only going to be for a few days. Like I kind of had a little downtime and other than this trip. And so I reached out to Hillary and I was like, Hey, she was having an adoption event that weekend. I was like, is Flannel going to be there? And she said, no, because he's awaiting surgery. So he needed basically like a knee fix up, knee replacement surgery, MPL surgery. I actually needs it on both legs, little one. But so he was awaiting surgery and he wasn't going to be at the event. And she was like, but if you want, I can put you in touch with the foster and you guys can make an arrangement to meet him before you go. I was like, yes. I just said yes. I just, it was like all yeses. So I went and I met him and his foster family was just the greatest. They were so nice. And he came over and he sniffed me for a second. And then I'd say within about five minutes, he just did this really funny thing where he just collapsed in my lap. <laughs> and I looked down and he looked at me and we just, it was funny. And he did this like a few times and we talked about his leg and maybe possibly his history, which we don't know. He was just in the shelter, but he has a fractured pelvis and he's got a these knees and it's just really hard to know but just the sweetest little boy so i i meet him and i come home and that night i was trying to sleep but i kept thinking about him and i was thinking about peanut and i just said a little thing like hey i think again i think this is my pup i'll take any signs whoever i sometimes will just say like angels whoever's up there like i'll i'll take any signs you want to throw my way and I leaned over and I hit my phone and to see what time it was. So I laid there for a long time. So then I went to Kentucky. Also, I think at that time we were still gathering a little bit, like even Hillary and his foster mom, they were still learning stuff. We were learning about him because there's no background. Anyway, so I was asking questions. They were asking questions. And finally, I completely missed the email, but I filled out the application, all the stuff. And then they had sent like the official adoption contract, which I, for some reason, completely missed in my inbox because I think I was just home and it was a little crazy. And I knew, oh, they scheduled his surgery for that Saturday, which was the 23rd. 
So I, and I was coming back the morning of Christmas Eve. So I ended up, finally they checked back in. Hey, we signed the papers. After I sign everything, they'll, they will send me all of his records, just like his shelter and take info, medical records and all that stuff. Again, and it was a little like, like we had people over that night in Kentucky. Like we, it was, it was busy. And then I finally was like, I just need a moment. I don't like to just be in the middle of doing something and or not focused, especially when it's such a big decision or a big moment like this. I think most people know me. I will sometimes just disappear. I will go to the woods. I will go take a little Maggie trip or take a little me time and go sit in whatever it is, the decision or the excitement of whatever's coming or whatever, just to have a minute to fully feel the moment. So I, in the midst of this little gathering we were having at the house, which was so fun. I'll side note on that for a second. Growing up in Louisville, I have two brothers, but my family, we, we had this like extended family member. I call him that because that's how he feels, I think, to all of us, but Michael. And then as we've all been adults and we moved to Los Angeles, we get to see him occasionally when we come home. But it was so nice. He came over with his wife and kids, Allie and Emma and Luke, and we had such a nice time catching up. It was really special. It was also that night. Of course, I was showing all these pictures of flannel to everybody, and everybody was enjoying the moment with me, which was really nice. But after they left, there were a couple other people still there. I went upstairs to what is my child was my childhood bedroom in our home, and that's where I stay when I go home, and I sleep really well there. I went upstairs and I got on my hands and knees. Honestly, I, I. In a, in a in a sense a prayer, but just in in a full moment of, I want to just be super present in this. And I just talked to Peanut and I talked to whoever was listening. But I said, "Look, I'm signing these papers, and I feel like this little boy is mine. And I would love your hey. I'll I'm just asking you to bless it. And any signs again, you want to throw my way. I love them. I love them. Not that I needed them, but there was." amidst the joy and excitement of adopting him was also a little bit of a wave of grief again that just pushed out a little bit. So I was definitely feeling that and I was definitely feeling her. And anyway, so I signed the papers, send them off, go to bed, get up the next day to all of his records. I got an email with all of his records and I'm so curious. I'm just like, I want to know everything about this little boy. So I go and I'm reading through and I'm reading through and I'm seeing all of his shelter info it says he was brought in as a stray and I'm going through. So he has a little knee issue. He has a, what they call a luxated patella. And they, so he needed to have, that was obvious to them. And then they needed to, he needed surgery. And I was just looking at everything. They gave him all of his shots, like, and any other remarks, whatever. But there really wasn't that much. And then, so I'll pause there for a second. I also in December, and why I think I, you know, feeling peanut more than ever, December 9th is the day that she passed. So December 9th of this year was two years. So she passed on December 9th, 2021. So I'm going through looking at this little boy's shelter info and his shelter intake day, which I just sort of gloss over for a second. I was just curious how long he was there before he was pulled or whatever. And he his shelter intake day was December 9th, 2023, which was the two-year anniversary of Peanuts passing. So I get chills <laughs> and I laugh again because it's almost again this like obvious 
thing about Peanut, not only signing off, but being like, duh. And that I keep looking and the shelter gave him an age of two years old. So his birth date that they gave him was December 9th, 2021. I think I almost passed out (laughs) when I saw that. I don't know when his actual birth date is because I know shelters give a date, but they assessed him and I, and my vets looked at him too. And they do guess that he's about two, but he was because of his intake day being December 9th of 23, they gave him that date of birth, which was so beautiful to me. So not that I needed any other sign that this little being was supposed to be with me and I was supposed to be with him, but I got one anyway. So I like peanuts just all over this, which is the greatest. Again, not that I needed it, but it also just, it feels like she's even here in a way. And then all that energy coming into adopting this little one who is like the sweetest little thing ever. So I wanted to share this story because I started off December telling the story about popcorn, which I said was a miracle. It was a Christmas miracle or actually a New Year's miracle. So let's tie it all back into that because it was New Year's Eve when I, long story short, if you didn't hear the episode, there was a a stray dog that my mom and I found on Christmas Eve. Oh God. Now I'm, you're witnessing this. I'm tying in the popcorn connection as well. Because if in the story I I discover, we, we find popcorn in a dumpster on Christmas Eve 1990 and it was 12 degrees outside and the people working at the drive-thru we were in at the time was fast food drive-thru thought that they he lived up the street in this one house so we returned him to what we thought was his home uh it was not and my mom and I never felt good about it so we every day had gone back to make sure he was okay because it was so cold and we didn't know if we did the right thing and and Anyway, we ended up seeing the people, but not Popcorn, not the dog. And I named him Popcorn later. And Ed said, this was, was that your dog? We, we dropped the dog off here. Someone said he was your dog. And they were like, he's not our dog. He's just a stray, but we feed him occasionally. And we were like, I was like, that's it. And my mom was like, all right, if we find him, you know, you, we can take him home. And so every day I was like, we're going to find Popcorn. We're going to find Popcorn because he was just a stray. They walked the neighborhood. I knew he was going to show up. But he was never there. And then heartbroken, but on New Year's Eve, my dad said, this is the last time. And it was freezing rain. It was so icy outside. It was crazy. And sure enough, we pulled up to the house and he was he was sitting on the front porch and there were icicles hanging off of his fur. And he was, and there's so much more to that story that's a part of that episode. But if you look back at the episodes, that was the pet time episode that kicked off December. And it was really just me talking about miracles and whatever. And now I'm tying in the fact that I picked this little one up, Linus, on Christmas Eve. And I'll tell you his name. So his name was Flannel. And very cute, by the way. I love this name. Hillary has the best names for her rescues. And, but when I picked him up, so I got back Christmas Eve, I had a little work that day. And then I got, I went to pick him up, literally picked him up from his surgery. And he had a cone on. I'm sure he was like, what? And, but no, he walked right out And again, did that thing where he just collapsed in my lap on the floor. It's like he knew. And I started saying flannel and it wasn't really landing. Like it wasn't, I wasn't like feeling that was his name. So I started thinking because I really believe Peanuts sent him. 
I sort of went through a list of nuts because I was, I, I thought like, oh, cashew or macadamia or <laughs> I don't know. And, but I also feel like it wasn't feeling right either. And then someone mentioned peanuts, like the, the characters, Charlie Brown. And, and, and I was like, oh my God, he's Linus. He's Linus. So yeah, it landed. And then one day he just responded to it and it was like, okay, that's how, so that's how he got his name. And I watched the night I got it, I brought him home. I watched a Charlie Brown Christmas, which is the sweetest. And Linus is such a like voice of reason. He's not super loud or in the spotlight or anything else. And he's got his blanket. Yes. But his blanket, I feel like he uses in a very <laughs> resourceful, industrious way. Like it's not just for comfort. It's you never know when you're going to need a blanket in the show. He wraps it around the bottom of the tree, but he uses blanket for lots of things. I liked all of it. Anyway, I call him Linus and he started to respond and now he's Linus. He already has some nicknames because he's had a, he's had some little allergies. So he's been sneezing. So he's also Ebba Sneezer Scrooge, Green Bean, don't know where that one comes from, but it's looking at me right now, Mr. Greenbean. But it landed on Linus. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that is with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real-life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I think that's what I love about it. It kind of gets to the real conversation stuff. It gets to the real life stuff very quickly. So I like the focus on that because it makes you feel like you could actually be in the world with it a lot faster. Babbel's conversation-based technique teaches you useful words and phrases to get you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world in as little as three weeks. That's my point exactly. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. That's crazy. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash me time. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash me time, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash me time. Rules and restrictions may apply. I've tried to stick to supplements in the past, but they've always tasted sort of weird. I finally found a supplement that tastes great and literally goes in my coffee. It's called For Wellness. I love coffee. I know it's really good for me, but I've been looking to get even more out of my morning cup to power me through the day. If you are like most people on planet Earth, you enjoy a good cup of coffee. I just found a new product to put in my coffee that has all these awesome benefits called For Wellness. You have to try this. This podcast is sponsored by For Wellness. For Wellness is a functional food brand with a unique range of snacks and supplements that are designed to help you get the most out of your body and mind. Their best-selling product, The Good Stuff, is a performance coffee supplement that supercharges the natural benefits of your coffee with just one scoop. Enjoy better focus, reduce the caffeine jitters, increase your collagen, and support fat burning with the power of The Good Stuff's five key ingredients. L-theanine, 
collagen, MCT, cinnamon, and Himalayan salt. On top of that, the good stuff helps you ditch the bad stuff like sugar, dairy, and artificial creamers. For Wellness was founded by world-renowned performance coach Dave Phillips, who has worked with some of the world's highest performing athletes because he saw his athletes struggling with their health and in need of a simple, delicious way to get functional ingredients into their daily routines. Now, Dave's bringing his unique insight from the pro sports world to you with Four Wellness. I've been drinking my coffee with the good stuff every morning, and oh well, first off, I love the taste. My favorite Four Wellness product is the powder. There are these little powder packets that are called Focus that you put in your coffee, and they help you focus, let me tell you. I was actually really impressed. I really noticed a difference. I feel like a lot of times with these things, you can try them and it's like, okay, I think I feel a difference. This was legit. So For Wellness also offers superfood focus bites, a delicious snack that literally tastes like a chocolate brownie, except that it's made with new tropics like lion's mane mushroom and cacao. It also has awesome benefits like fighting inflammation and supporting brain and gut health. Plus they offer tart cherry recovery gummies, which help combat muscle soreness, coffee pods, and more amazing products that you can work into your daily routine. And For Wellness offers a 60-day money-back gift guarantees. So what do you have to lose? Seriously, 60 days, money back. Come on. So if you drink coffee, it's time to give for wellness a try. Head to forwellness.com slash me time and use code me time for 25% off your order. Once again, that's forwellness.com backslash me time for 25% off and make sure you use my promo code me time. So they know I sent you. Anyway, I'm just, but I I told that story of popcorn only to tie in the Christmas Eve part, which is when I picked him up. And that is when I found popcorn as well. Uh, I feel like this kind of rounds out in a really beautiful way. Maybe in some way, just talking about popcorn and going back into that sort of miracle-like wish energy that was really opened the door and put me in the space to this little one to meet this one and also know he's, I don't know. I think we're just, we're meant to be. And then I know we're meant to be. And that we have Peanuts Blessing as well in every possible way. It really has been the wildest adventure. And it's, and it just was what, like 10 days ago, I met him for the first time, uh, maybe a little bit more. And now he's just like here and it just feels like he's always been here. But all of the little messages that peanut was sending the whole way have been it's just been so special anyway thank you all for listening we're gonna get back to some guests and regular programming now but we're also like we're gonna be talking a lot about pets too because they're the best anyway thank you all so much for listening and i hope everyone has had an absolutely beautiful start to 2023 oh 2023 wow 2024 i have to get used to saying it And I feel like this year is going to be really good. I feel like last year is, I feel like it's been, it was just a really interesting time for a lot of people. And I don't want to say bad because I feel like we, we go through things to, to grow and hopefully next year or this year, I should say when this airs, we get to sort of bask in a lot of the lessons and the goodness and all of that. But all right, that's my wrap up, my new year's miracle and my little Linus story. And I hope you all enjoyed it. I haven't shared this really anywhere yet. So I was going to save his little story for me time because it was so special to see his little shelter info. And he's going to be healing for a while and he's going to need another surgery and not sure what happened to him, but he's going to be fixed up and good to go in no time. And of course, I'll be sharing him. Uh, You'll be seeing photos of him all along the way. Just a little note on signs. 
because I feel like I'm talking about them a lot in this episode. And I just sort of wanted to throw it out there because it kind of ties into all the things I've been talking about this month, about this time of year, magic, believing, all of those things, wonder. And I feel like if you are open to seeing them, they're them being signs, they're everywhere. I feel like I go, it's a good check for me when I am disconnected and I'm overwhelmed and I'm way too much in my head that I'm not as still or peaceful enough to be, to like really take in signs, but they are everywhere. Sometimes they're so obvious. Like this peanut one to me was just so obvious and really moving. And I was so grateful for it. Not that I needed it, but it just was like, this beautiful blessing. That's how it feels. And I feel like it can be tiny little things. It can be a, a, a wind chime. Like I have this thing where if I hear bells, like where I live currently, <laughs> there's a church not that far from my building. And it has, the bells will go off at the most random times. Like there is, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And it's funny because I have this thing with bells and wind chimes that whenever I hear them, I think of, I, I stop for a second and try to remember whatever I was just thinking or saying, because I feel like it's this reminder of to pay attention. Like there's a little bit of a ding, ding, ding that's happening. That's like, oh, whatever I'm saying, I need to really take it in or whatever I'm thinking, it's really take it in. And that's just me. Anyway, my point of adding in this little bit about signs is, is just to say that this one was massive and I love it. But I honestly think if you're open to it and if you're receptive and in a space to, to see, we get them. Like, whether it's a prayer, whether it's talking, whether it's whatever it is, when you ask for a sign, I feel like we get them. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you all for listening. This whole experience of doing this podcast has been a real adventure for me that I'm still on and figuring out and I love it. And thanks for listening. And I hope everybody is enjoying going on this ride with me and we're gonna keep it going. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be really fun in 2024. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.